Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, everybody. It's Josh and Jilly, and uh, we have to tell you about Dr. Busby and ToeGrips.com. ToeGrips.com. With our friend Dr. Busby, of course, Luther takes the Encore Mobility Supplement every day. And uh, it helps him crush life. He goes out there and says, don't worry, guys. I got this because I'm Luther and I kick ass. And actually, I need to call Dr. Busby and get a, uh, a new bottle uh, because Luther just goes to them like they're Tic Tacs, like they're candy. Uh, but it's a green-lipped muscle New Zealand deer velvet supplement. And your dogs can take it. Older dogs, younger dogs, it doesn't matter. And uh, boom. They, 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 they get around better. It helps their joints and uh, life is good for them, right? Now, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with being on a nice supplement if, uh, you're a, if you're a puppy. So no problem with that. So reach out to Dr. Busby at toegrips.com. That is toegrips.com. The promo code is Luther, and you will save 10% at checkout. Of course, you can get the toe grips. You can get the uh, do-it-yourself nail trimming kit. You can get the Encore Mobility. The toe grips are great, by the way, for your dogs if they have a hard time getting around on wood floors. Seeing that confidence come back to your puppies, that's a welcome sight. So uh, go to the website, toegrips.com, toegrips.com, promo code Luther, and you will save 10%. At checkout, toegrips.com. That is toegrips.com. We love you, Dr. Busby. And Mr. Dr. Busby, you guys kick ass. This is the Josh Ennis Show. Howdy, everybody, and welcome in to the Josh Ennis Show. It is Josh and Jelly. How are you, Jelly? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to hear it. You, uh, while we had a nice time in uh, in Allentown. It was a wonderful time. There was also some... Um, not so wonderful things that went down in Allentown. Most notably, somehow your tooth fell apart. One of my crowns, yes, an older crown cracked on the back. And so this was Friday, the first night we got there. Yep. And luckily, it was some crown they were explaining it to me today at the dentist where it's like the uh, the metal part is actually the part that's doing the job. And then there's like a porcelain outer edge around it. Yeah. So it was only the porcelain part that cracked. So the actual tooth didn't hurt. But... It was a hell of a crack, and it was very sharp. Yeah. My dentist today described it as it must have felt like I had a dagger in my mouth just slicing my tongue for four days. Yeah. And that's accurate, because it's still, like, I still think I'm talking weird. Like, this has been a major mindfuck, because I, I felt, like, horrible at my job today. I still feel like I can't talk. Well, once your tongue starts feeling better... Maybe uh, that that mind well, fuck will go to, away. Like really enunciate because it hurts so it hurts so bad at the time. Now I got it filed down today, but I might still have to get a new crown. But they're hoping I won't have to. I uh, well, I feel bad for you. I I feel like I can't hear now. While we're sitting there talking about things that we have problems with, I think I have tinnitus. That's oh, a new one you're diagnosing. I am. With. I like my, my everything. Like my ear, everything. Like when I talk, it sounds like it's vibrating. Kind of, if that makes sense. Sounds kind of robotic. So I'm going to the ear, nose, and throat doctor in a couple of uh, weeks, and I'm going to say, hey, listen here, chief, 
uh, we're going to solve this shit. You're going to tell me if I have tinnitus or not. And he's going to say, well, why do you think you have tinnitus? Because I looked this shit up and I know that Huey Lewis has tinnitus and I think I have the same thing. Well, also- and I'll tell you why. Let me tell you why I think I, that, that what screwed me up too was the fucking shitty equipment at the radio station. The headphones are so bad you know, I feel like and I have to jack you, them up. If you do have tinnitus, I feel like you might be able to sue the company. I might. I might have to. Because that's like a, isn't that like a permanent thing? I think it might be, yeah. Like, there was nothing wrong with my ears until something screwed up, and now I have to jack up the headphones to like a thousand. I would say you've bitched about your ears for quite some time. Probably, yes. But what I'm saying is it never really got to this point where, you know, like, it's just an issue. So I'm not saying I'm going to sue anybody at this point. All I'm saying is I feel like, um... You know, the, their um, ineptitude when it comes to fixing a minor thing that could be the difference between me having to turn my headphones all the way up versus just at a normal level. I mean, it sounds like shit in my headphones, and I think it's impacted my voice, also, a normal and I think it's level, impacted my hearing. The normal level, quote-unquote, is very different from your level, because even here, like... That's because I've gone deaf. Yeah, your ears are all sorts of messed up. Also, I'm questioning whether or not this is uh, Splenda in this... Um, in this tea, it says Splenda. It's it tastes more like uh, this. This tastes like sweet and low. I might be wrong, but I don't know. I got issues. I, I, it turns out I don't know that I like the uh, the cold brew. I thought I did for like five seconds. Well, you let it sit forever. Well, it's not just that though. I try. I don't think I like coffee of any sort. Like I, I tried yours from Dunkin' yesterday. And it tastes fine for a couple sips. I've never been someone who likes coffee. But you like Frappuccinos. I do because it's like a milkshake. That's not like a milkshake. That's just like coffee over ice. So I don't know if I like that or not. I know I'm kind of all over the place there, but... Well, um, pour it out so it doesn't leak all over my counters. Well, I pro- I, I will gladly do that, Jilly. Please, please do. I will. I'll do that when this is over. Now We got back, and a day later, the house is already a mess. I, well, what do you want me to do about it? I'm trying here. I'm trying. Now, uh, there's a lot going on in the world today. But today is Paranormal Day. It's National Paranormal Day, Jelly. Hmm. Was it my brother that was afraid of the Ouija board? Yep, terrified. So we would send him, we would just randomly send him Ouija boards in the mail and he'd get freaked out from anonymous, like I'd go to Amazon and it would send from anonymous names. Like, oh God. And then there was like a Ouija board and a Ouija board t-shirt. Well, I mean, that is kind of scary just to receive something anonymously in the mail, but that wasn't what scared him. It was the fact that it was a Ouija board. Uh, understood. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Like, you'd think you'd be more worried about the fact that someone just has your address and is mailing you shit. You would think that. But I think he really thought that, like, a ghost was trying to... I don't know what he thought. Yes. Now, let me read some of this to you. These are some stats for National Paranormal Day. And we got a lot to get into, including, uh, you know, James Harden doing James Harden things and my hatred for Draymond Green and abortions. And there's so much... Three in four Americans believe in at least one paranormal thing. So I don't know what one paranormal yeah, is, thing would be. What are but, the paranormal things? Uh, ghosts. Right. Monsters. Loch Ness Monster. Bigfoot. Are monsters paranormal? No, I might have just added monsters. I don't have the list, so I'm just taking a guess. 52% think they can be haunted by ghosts or spirits. I would have thought more. Oh, yeah. So, so about half the people think that, and around one in four people say they've lived in a house that is haunted before. I think people can haunt houses and haunt people for sure. I think that's fair. Uh, let's see. Um, 55% think a full moon makes us behave in strange ways. 
I'm not as much in on the lunar stuff and the astrology. Yeah. I don't know. Like weird shit happens every day here. Yeah, I'm not I'm not big on that one either. Let's see. 25% think it's possible to have telekinetic powers and move things with your mind. I do not. Well, that's just movies. I do People not have seen fall. too many movies and shows. I don't believe telekinetic stuff either. I do not fall into that category at all. I don't. It's like, what is that phenomenon with uh, with what's his name in it? Uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, uh, John, uh, John Travolta. Travolta. And, and Carrie, he, of course. Yeah, he moved in that too. I don't See, I don't believe in telekinesis. 19% think at least some psychics, uh, psychics are legit. I do not. I would say some. I think some are better than others, and I'm still interested in a pet So, Bobo. Psychic. We think Bobo is legit, and, and all still, other psychics are wrong. Still interested in a pet psychic. <laughs> well, you know what? That's going to end up being... When we bring the podcast back uh, on uh, video form, first guest, pet psychic. But again, it's got to be in person. I'm not going to do like a, a Zoom call with a pet psychic. Like They've got to at least be in the room to like get the vibes and, like you know... Maybe so. I don't like this FaceTime. No, that's bullshit. All right, let's see here. 16% believe in Bigfoot, which did Bobo ever say that he saw Bigfoot? Um, I don't know that he saw him. Well, I mean, he saw aliens. But he, I think he heard Bigfoot. Well, he said he saw a, a now bright lights and everything from aliens. Yeah, multiple he also, times. He's had multiple alien encounters. Yes, but he also did talk about Bigfoot. That's why he sent you out in the, the wilderness when we were at that cabin. Yes, that's to call true. Bigfoot. Yes. 22% believe in the Loch Ness Monster. I feel like the guy who took the famous Loch Ness Monster picture admitted that it was fake. I would. I, I feel like Bigfoot is more believable than the Loch Ness Monster. There's only one Nessie, right? There's yeah. Hundreds, maybe thousands of Bigfoot. I think that there's a Sasquatch. At, like a Sasquatch, it feels like there'd be multiple, like a whole breed of Sasquatches. Yeah, and that also seems a lot more realistic than the Loch Ness Monster. I would agree with that. Although you could argue that like a, a weird creature under the water could be believable. Like people have claimed to have seen Bigfoot and people have claimed to see the Loch Ness Monster. But if I like, I would say that more likely Bigfoot. Me too. All right. 20% think vampires, werewolves, and zombies might exist well, in real life. that's stupid. That is very... Why, well, I don't know. Why couldn't a vampire exist? Well, there's wackos like uh, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly that drink, together, drink each other's blood. See? Then and why I, couldn't I, it be real? I believe real? there was actually like a legit vampire society that had to issue a warning telling people not to do it unless they were like trained vampires. I think me and Jim once had a guy who thought he was a vampire oh. in studio with us. I thought you were going to say you guys drink each other's blood. Well, we didn't that day. Uh, but I think we did. Like some black dude came in and he had like dreads and shit. He was, he was kind of oh, like I a, do remember that a weird like jank version of Blade kind yeah. of. And uh, I think, and I don't remember all the details of it because it was in that weird stage where we were on our way out at six ten, and we're just doing a bunch of wacky shit because Hence we could do. Having a vampire come up, to so the we had a vampire, station. and I don't even think it was Halloween. It's like, hey, it's May, let's have a vampire come up. Like we did a bunch of weird shit in that era, and um, I think he was a black dude. And then we talked with him, and like he didn't do any of the vampire shit, and I felt like we were cheated. Like I don't think he drank anybody's blood or anything. He just, hey, I, you know, I, I sleep during the day. Hmm. Like, well, fuck you then, chief. You ain't no damn vampire. Get out of here with your bullshit. So there you go. There's some statistics about National Paranormal Day. Something that was not out of the normal or out of the ordinary was James Harden choking in the playoffs. Hey, I don't even know if I'd say he choked because they were never really, you know, they never well, had a chance. Once Embiid was ruled out, and I don't know how long he's going to be out. I guess there's a chance he comes back and plays later in the series if it gets far enough. I think they said he's out for at least the first two. But 
I mean, again, Harden has said, right? He doesn't want to be the guy. Well, now... Now you're stuck, Chief. You are the guy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Like and that. it's not going to end well. What do you have, like four points in the second half yesterday? Only shot the ball like four or five times? I think times? he had four attempts in the second half. Here's, here's the thing. Like, I almost feel bad for Harden. I would feel bad for him if not for the fact that he just sold out Houston, rolled out, and then is essentially a pussy of a basketball player. You know, maybe basketball is just not for him anymore. Like, I don't think he wants to play it. Like, I get that he's making, like, $40 million a year, right, so you kind of so have to play why it. Why wouldn't he, you? He can obviously still play it. The problem I run into is that when you watch him, you feel like it's a dude. I, first of all, he's always carried himself like a guy that doesn't give a shit. But when the guy's scoring 40 and has 14 assists, you're like, okay, the guy must care about basketball. Like, the, here's the, I think that people are expecting Harden. Like, in a game like last night, I was talking with Adam Regner, who used to produce the show in Philadelphia, and Adam was like, uh, you know, I posted a link to a story about whether or not James Harden can carry the uh, Sixers to a win. And I said, LOL. And, uh, and Adam says, well, how do you define carrying, right? I mean, what if he scores 35 and 15 and they lose? Well, then I'd say he didn't carry them because they didn't win. To me, the definition of an undermanned team where a guy comes out and says, all right, hop on board, I got this, is a, you know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. 35, 15, and a win. Yeah, well, yes, but I'll, just to look for an example of a couple of guys, uh, of case in point, you could look at that that Orlando Magic series where T-Mac carried them to a, a win with 45 points in that series in one of the games. Or really, the main one would be AI in the uh, 2000 uh, what 2001 NBA finals where AI goes out and drops you know 40 something points and shoots the ball like AI shot the ball 41 times in that game it went to overtime they stole game one against the Lakers he uh, he made 18 baskets Harden did not attempt 18 shots he didn't even attempt 18 shots in that game last night so look Harden is what he is he loves stripper pussy he loves uh, I don't. I don't know what he loves. He carries himself like a weird kind of zombie. He's he kind likes, of an unknown guy. Well, he likes fashion. Well, I mean, if you want to call it that, but he dresses like a dipshit. I wouldn't say that he is a future as a clothing designer by any means. His restaurant. I'm not even sure if it's still open. It is. Houston. I think it's open. Yeah. So I don't know what his next, you know, venture will be or what he wants to do with his life. Neither do I. But he really should just open like a line of James Harden strip clubs. See, that should be it. Like how Magic Johnson opened those movie theaters. Because, I mean, if you if you went to a strip club and it was James Harden approved, you'd probably be like, okay, this must be legit. He knows his strippers. Remember the, the guy that did the whole uh, uh, mathematical breakdown of where James Harden has his best games and it's determined by where the best strip clubs are? Right. Now, I forgot. Was it he played bad games in cities with the best strip I clubs? I believe so, yeah. So that makes sense. It's Miami. Miami has great strip clubs. Go to Tootsie's. It's like 14 stories tall and there's titties on every floor. No, I mean, to be fair, Houston has some great strip clubs. Clubs and but yes, but that's home base. Okay. So I'm talking to, at least when he played there. So what I'm and I, I forgot the damn story. Like each place and out broke down where he played his best. My guess is it was in the cities that had the shittiest strip clubs because he wasn't out getting his knob polished all damn night. He's just whatever. It's a shitty strip club. The good strip clubs. He's out till four in the morning. They're pouring champagne all over each other and fucking in the champagne room. And life is good. So that would be my guess as to why things were bad uh, from the jump in that game for him. But. Yeah, like I, uh, like I almost feel bad for him. Like, and I, I, I don't. But it's one of those scenarios where I look at it and say, okay, I kind of, almost, sort of, maybe feel bad because I don't think the guy can play anymore. I just think either he can't play or he's checked out. Like to not even go out there and say, hey, I'm shooting the ball forty fucking times tonight. Like to not have that mindset. You ain't the dude.
But he knows that. I think he knows that. And I think that's the excuse a lot of people give is, oh, well, he wasn't happy in Houston. And then, oh, he wasn't happy in Brooklyn. And, oh, finally, he's going to be happy here. And maybe he was for five minutes. But then when Embiid goes down, it's you. Yeah, he, he doesn't have it. And this he, isn't what he wanted. So, to be fair to Harden, this is not what he signed up for. And, and also to be fair to Harden. So... I think Harden's always had that kind of slow play look about him where, like, Russell Westbrook used to get so much credit for being a try-hard, right? That's why everybody loved the story of Westbrook mixed with the fact that all of his teammates rolled out and it was just him, right? And he was always going hard and he was shooting the ball 40 times. He was getting triple doubles. And every play, he'd take it to the rack and would get the rebound and lead the break. Whereas Harden always seemed like he was just trying to get fouled and was doing everything in slow motion. And I think people held that against him. They held it against him where they propped up Russell Westbrook. And I think to a degree it was unfair. There's a lot of fair criticisms about Harden. I think that his demeanor has hurt him where try-hard guys, like if you look at an Allen Iverson, Iverson's a try-hard guy. He's undersized. He would go to the basket. He'd get knocked to the floor. He'd shoot the ball 42 times in a must-have game. That's what he is. That ain't Harden. No, he's so still- without without Embiid, he's just a dude that's like kind of your like, and I don't know if it's because they need to move him to the wing and say pass it him and let him shoot. I don't know. Not like he's shooting well either. But if you look at him, this is the dude from Houston towards the end. He's just kind of passing, especially in the playoffs. Pass, 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 and then then the blame can't fall on him. I guess is his mindset. But he should be shooting the ball 35, 40 times, and he's not. Like, like, do you really want, like, uh, James Harden should not be the third leading scorer for a team in a game in which they lose by 14 points, in a game that he is the best player on the floor. He is a superstar future Hall of Fame, uh, fame player. Nobody else on that roster is going to the Hall of Fame, and you can argue there may be nobody on the other side of the floor going to the Hall of Fame, right? He is the one surefire Hall of Famer, and he can still play at a high level, and he's shooting the ball 16 times in a freaking game. That can't happen. So, screw Harden. I like the, uh, was it Stephen A with the conspiracy theory about how he's just going to tank this playoff so that he can get Mike D'Antoni to come in and coach? We all know that James Harden, James Harden, when did he play his best? With Mike D'Antoni. And Daryl, and he's got Daryl. He's got Daryl Morey. And now he needs Mike D'Antoni where he was elite where he was great. So I'm not saying this is what it is, but this could be what it is, but I'm not saying that's what it is. It is what it is, but I'm not saying that that's what this is. But James Harden is throwing the series and throwing the season so he can get Doc Glenn Rivers fired and they can bring in his guy, Mike D'Antoni. Tell me that I'm wrong, Max. It'll be funny if that's how it plays out. Wouldn't it though? Like, I like the idea that, hey, here's what we're going to do. Like, just think about the absurdity of this. Doc Rivers, who's notorious for being a choker in the postseason, right? And, of course, he made up all of his excuses for why last game. But imagine they're like, all right, Doc Rivers noted choker. We're going to get him out of here. We're going to bring in uh, Mike D'Antoni, never even coached in the NBA Finals, to play with a general manager who's never been to the NBA Finals and a superstar who's known for bottoming out in the postseason and a superstar by the name of Embiid who's always hurt in key moments. Oh, and has not made it past the second round. Like, how would that bring anybody any belief that they're going to win shit either? It shouldn't because it's a stupid concept. Anyway, uh, who do I need to tell them about? Aqueduct Plumbing. Aqueduct Plumbing Company. That's Billy and his sister, Mary. We love them. They're great people. 
And of course, they have been a uh, a very good sponsor of this show, very great sponsor of this show. And we have uh, appreciated them from the beginning, right? They were with us when we were at 790. Uh, they've been with us forever on this podcast as well. And you can find them at aqueductplumbingcompany.com, of course. Uh, so if you need somebody to do some plumbing for you, call 281-488-6238. 281-488-6238. That is the number. It's very easy. Get in touch with them. They'll do some great work for you. What do they do exactly? Repipes, leak detection, camera inspection, plumbing fixtures, water heaters, tankless water heaters, water filters, drain cleaning. They'll do it all for you, and they're awesome at what they do. They are Aqueduct Plumbing Company. Give them a shout. We love them. 281-488-6238. Aqueductplumbingcompany.com. They are at your disposal. So, um... The, uh, the the abortion thing is the big story, obviously, today. And I did something that I never thought I'd do. I'll let you guys behind the scenes a little bit here. Okay. So today I was recording the, uh, and I say recording the show for, uh, for Detroit. I do it in real time, right? So, like, none of it's live on the air because I can't go live from where I but am. But if you're supposed to talk at 8.30, you're basically sending them... The, the audio, the audio eight, at as, like, as late as I can to get it there at that time. Like 8.25. And, and, be, and I try so hard to get it there on time. In fact, sometimes it doesn't get there and then I get yelled at. But so today I had a whole segment about the abortion thing because Gretchen Whitmer is on the front page of the paper. Of course, she's the wacky governor in, in Michigan. And she's all over the paper saying she's going to fight this stuff and all that. And I had some thoughts on it. And I had this, the segment had sent. It was in. I could look and see that it was in. So it was going to air. And I did something I've, and maybe this is maturity. Maybe this is just my vagina showing. Maybe it's, hey, you can save that for the podcast. That you know, maybe that's not the time and place. Maybe the uh, the radio show in, uh, I don't know, the radio show in in Detroit isn't the place for it. Maybe that's it. But I decided at the last minute to delete it. And I sent a message to the PD. I said, well, the reason there's no audio here is because I had a segment about the uh, the abortion thing. And you know what? I just decided that it wasn't the best idea to air it because I felt like it was a no-win scenario in that format, right? In most what, formats. That's like a political talk show. Like, sure. You're not going to get anything good. But the opinion, basically, here's the thing. The, the, the core demo of that audience is, by and large, going to be people right down the middle. But you're like a lot of the people that listen to classic rock are kind of Trump people, kind of right wing people, at least the people that communicate with the show, the text call, unless they're just offended by something, then occasionally you'll get a, a liberal, whatever. But by and large, the people that call and interact with the show are Trump, especially in Nashville, uh, Trumpers and all that. And that's fine. I have nothing against those people. And the same in Detroit. But I, I felt if I give this 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 audio here and I play this, it actually has a better chance of pissing off my core audience and I ain't looking to run people off from the fucking radio show. If you leave the podcast because you don't like what I have to say, Hey, you leave the podcast that impacts me, but I'm trying to get this damn radio show into 20 markets and it would help if I start doing well in Detroit. The last thing I want to do is have Trumpers and MAGA people and right wing people saying that I want to kill babies. Right. So I decided, Hey, I'm going to X out of this and I'm not going to play it. And maybe that shows a sign of maturity. Maybe that shows that I'm a pussy now. I don't think it shows you're a pussy. I think it's just smart. you said there's a time and a place for it. And honestly, my guess is a lot of radio listeners in general even 
don't really want to hear. They, they see it on social media. They see it on the news. Like, hey, let me turn on the radio. Hear my classic rock, as they like to say. Yeah. And maybe laugh a little bit. Be entertained. And listen, and my bosses have no problem with me pissing people off. Jonathan wants me to piss more people off. But there's got to be a better way to piss people off other than just, like, pol- politics. Correct. Now, and in the case of this, I didn't go with it. In reality, I think the Republicans made up just a massive gaffe in this whole thing, and they look ridiculous with it. Like, here's how, okay, I'll tell the podcast audience, because... If you leave, you leave, and that impacts me. If you stay, you stay, fine. I think most of you are level-headed enough people to say, hey, I disagree with you or I agree with right. you. It's fine. I am one of these people that we've talked about before that, you know, physically physically conservative and then, you know, liberal in, in social stuff sometimes. If somebody decides in the first couple of weeks of her pregnancy to get an abortion, I don't give a shit. It doesn't impact my body, and I don't believe you're killing a baby in that instance. Now, you get to like seven months into it. You get yeah. to a tr- third trimester. I think you're a pretty loathsome piece of shit. I'm with you. But if you make a mistake, if, if someone gets knocked up, you decide you can't take care of a baby. Because let's not forget about this. Like everybody says, have the baby, have the baby. What if you don't have the means to have the baby? And then the baby ends up being a deadbeat that's just in the system and has a shitty life. You know what I'm saying? Like these are real things. So these are real things that people can talk about. And that's legit, right? What if somebody is born of rape now i've seen some people like republican people posting shit today like well i was born of rape and if uh, my, i saw one this the black gal said my my mother was raped at 11 and if she wouldn't have had if she would have had an abortion i wouldn't be here today like well i feel like getting raped at 11 and getting pregnant is about a prime place for an abortion to take place yeah, you know what i'm saying absolutely like of course i don't say this on the radio show in detroit or nashville because i don't feel like alienating people because what it becomes is josh ennis wants to kill babies and he's a piece of shit and all that i don't want to kill babies in fact one of the reasons why i'm kind of in the middle on these is i hate the people that are so politically driven in this like women who will run to like the libs of tiktok universe and say and like brag about getting an abortion right like an abortion used to be a thing that you were kind of ashamed of but you did it because you felt it was the right thing to do and right. you were, or it's a you, very hard thing to do i imagine absolutely i would imagine it is the problem is now women almost flaunt it like like it's like a sign of like hey we're equal with men because we can go out and fuck and there's no consequences and ha i'm going to get an abortion and fuck you trump everyone's and it's so- like fuck you lady like you you sound like a real dick and that's why i like why i i find myself in the middle a lot of the time because those people and i have to learn this that those people are the minority and they're pieces of shit. The one I've been seeing a lot of women share on Instagram and everything is the whole, well, then just require that all men have vasectomies until they're financially ready and stable to have babies. It's reversible. Like, okay, everyone just takes things so freaking extreme. Correct. It's stupid. And no one could, like, there's, this shouldn't be a broad umbrella of a topic. Like, there should be details. Like you said, if you're seven months pregnant and all of a sudden you're like, nope, fuck this baby. That's messed up. Nuance. There's nuance in a lot of this stuff. Things happen, and I know we've had this discussion with people in our chat before, like, well, you can prevent getting pregnant. You can, but mistakes do happen. Well, I think what happens is you get a certain group of people who operate in this universe, and it goes on both sides. We're like, oh, like basically you expect people to be perfect humans all the time. In the same way that there's a lot of people, generally speaking, hardcore religious people, expect you know someone to never fuck before they're married or ready to have a kid and get pregnant, right? They just expect that to never happen. On the same token, you got these left-wing lunatics who want to punish people because they tweeted the N-word in a rap lyric when they were 15. Like everybody operates in this world where there's no forgiveness and there's no nuance in anything, right? Like I was talking with Andy about this earlier and um and you know just kind of like how like i 
to me, and I don't fall into any political group. I don't want to be part of any political group. It's not what I believe in. It's just not who I am. But if someone's going to, to you know, like basically everybody that would come out and say, oh, my God, they're horrible, are all people that were looking to get laid when they were 16, 17 years old. And sometimes shit happens. And, you know, if you're going to go out there and you're going to get an abortion when you're, you know, a month in or you notice you're pre- or you take a test and you're pregnant, you know, I don't believe you're murdering a baby at that no, point. No, sometimes you're probably saving that unborn fetus from a lot of drama and a lot of maybe horrible things in life. And how many weeks is it when you're like, when when it's determined, like, okay, there's... there's Where the baby has the heartbeat? Yeah, like, and it's not even, the, like, that's one of the laws of the heartbeat thing. But, like, I, like some in some cases, like, you could be talking about, and I'm not an expert on this, obviously, but, like, 20 weeks... Like, like at that point, once you get to like 24 weeks. Well, that's over halfway. Yeah, like that's pretty fucked up. Like, what, like how old, like how long does it take for a baby to be a baby, right? Like where you're not depend, like you're, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know all the details. Well, I mean, on you can it. get a heartbeat within like six weeks. All I know is that we're at a point where everything is so political that, and I know I keep going back to this and I know a lot of you think I'm a cop out and that's fine. If you think I'm a cop out, you think I'm a cop out. I think I think like the majority of people, if that's a bad thing, that's a bad thing. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But I feel like we're too busy making everything extreme instead of looking for compromise. Yes. I mean, it is there, there should not be a bad, like it should not be illegal no. for someone to get a fucking abortion. Absolutely it not. should not. Maybe once you're in your third trimester, I'd be for that, but you can't just tell people you can't abort a baby you have to have this child like no i'm not okay with that i am not either i think that's that's a a bad way of looking at and i think the republicans hurt themselves with this and the way it all came about too where it's like well someone had to leak this roe v wade you know like that's not going to help them either because it looks like they were being shady and they probably were but it's ridiculous you can't just tell someone you can't have an abortion you have to carry this baby and I'm all for, you know, again, third trimester and there's like, you're gross at that point. No, My you big- should make up your, de- you should know pretty quickly. And I mean, it is a hard decision. I, I think it's just think easy need- for people to sit there and point fingers at people when they haven't been in a situation instead of trying to look at all the variables. I think that a lot of people look at this and just see some whore was out sucking and fucking and got pregnant and she don't want to deal with the consequences of right. it. Well, I mean, how about some asshole goes out and drinks 25 beers, gets a DUI? You know what I'm saying? Like, there are people that do dumb shit and there should be, co- like, there are consequences for your actions, right? But, like, I, I don't know, man. I just think people are... They're so, and I keep going back to the division thing. People are so divided politically that they refuse to even entertain the other side's idea because then it shows that they've given an inch. So instead of wanting to compromise, both sides say, oh, we want to compromise. We want, no, you don't. You want your opinion and your beliefs to be out there and you want everybody to accept And they're them. both the most extreme sides ever. Correct. And that's why I tell people, man, don't believe the internet. Don't believe Twitter. Like I yell and scream at Twitter sometimes and I get pissed off and you want to believe that that's what the, the mass... Uh, the mass opinion is but it's not but again as you said and that's why it's smart that you didn't do this on the radio is like if you would have even explained your thought with that you would automatically be a, a baby killing wacko you know correct oh I, and i would have lost and it, it's a it's a it's a play where i didn't like i could have said this but at the same time if like i say you know i think you should not be able to have abortions in your third trimester, then the other side's like, oh, how could you, you horrible woman? You're taking away our rights. Like, You're a no. reverse misogynist like, yeah. lady. Like, there's no winning. There's no winning. And I'm learning that about certain things. Some Certain things, 
I, like, I think I, you know, I can't necessarily win the argument, but some of them are so common sense that I go with them. Like we talk about guns a lot and masks and shit. I'm like, I have strong enough beliefs in those to fight them and be willing to face the blowback. I believe that women should be allowed to have abortions. I think it's kind of absurd that that would be illegal. What I think happens is, is you get people and it's, there's just not a positive that comes out of any of this. If I get on the air and say this, I'm guaranteed no. to somehow, like this is a thing where I, because my opinion is down the middle, I'm just going to piss off both sides. And again, the There average- is no winner. There's no, well, hey, we're the liberals and we agree with Josh. We're the conservatives. It's all of them will say that I, I, I rode the fence and it was a cop-out bullshit answer. Therefore, there was no benefit to doing it. And I truly believe the average classic rock listener and the average radio listener, I think in general, doesn't really want to turn on a music station and hear about this. I really don't. Oh, I would agree with that. And that goes for like the top 40 on, I've seen a lot of top 40 like morning shows and like the, you know, tweeting about this too. And I just don't think, now I don't know if they're talking about it on their shows, but I don't know if the average listener wants to turn on the radio and talk about this stuff. Oh, I don't think they do either. And that's why I said, you know what, Josh, click, let's get the fuck Well, I'm glad. I think that's a smart idea on your and it's part. The fir- it might be the first time I've ever, you know, done something where I look back and go, maybe that was the right idea on like that Just be entertaining. Just- you could be, you know, offensive. They want you to push the line a little bit. You could do that another way. Well, they all say like. they want you to do it, but like that one just didn't feel like no. the right play. You'd lose everybody. You know, and people know I'm not a very religious person. I think we've lost podcast listeners because sometimes I'll make fun of religious shit. Um, I, I think that honestly, I think that, well, what did your, what did your PD in Detroit say when you told him he deleted it? Was he, he like, goes, oh. he goes, thank the fuck Christ. Yep, no, he didn't say that exactly, <laughs> uh, but he said, good call. Yes. Good he's call. like, that's, he's like, that's too heavy too. we're too early in the show to be that heavy. Yeah. I said, I'm glad. I'm glad. And again, you can call me a pussy. You can send me messages and say, I, I don't stand for something. I do stand for something. In this case, as I told you, I believe abortion should be legal. But okay. I'm not a holy roller much- person that doesn't buy that. Um, you know, I think there, by the way, I think there are a shit ton of frauds that hide behind religion as a way to be bigoted and an asshole. Just the same way there's these liberal people that hide behind their, 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 their pious views to be pieces of shit too. Like that's the, the point I'm getting at here is I'm down the middle on shit. Some things I'm more passionate about than others, but I'm willing to listen to people and what they have to say about shit. I am not, if you are a Republican, I am not one of you. If you are a liberal, I am not one of you. I'm not. So if you come to me and you say, well, I, I, Josh is kind of my leader because he has a Republican voice. No, I think I have a common sense voice, but I'm not a Republican. I'm not going to, I'm never going to be a Republican. I'm never going to be a fucking liberal Democrat, whatever, because I don't believe in politicians. And I certainly don't believe in this mass hysteria that's caused by the, the outrageous uh, polar sides that you have in all this shit. So fuck that. That's not what I'm about. So, you know, if I'm a pussy because I, I ride the fence on certain things, then I'm a pussy because I ride the fence. If you consider what I'm saying riding the fence, which I certainly don't think what I said today is riding the fence, I think abortion should be legal. So that ain't riding the fence, chief. And it might piss some of you off. I love you, and I hope you still listen. But if you don't, fuck, I don't know what to tell you, man. The pod, here's what you get from the podcast. Here's the good thing. If you listen to the podcast, at least you're getting the most raw and unfiltered version of me that I can give you. Well, that's the place for it. You can't get it on the radio. It's not my place to go on 105.9. This isn't 1995 where there are no podcasts, YouTube, whatever, and you go on the radio and you're shocking and whatever. I still say some fucked up shit on the radio, and I still get people to complain about it. Sure. That, like, if you want the most raw and unfiltered version of me, this is the place to get it. 
Um, by the way, I, I was I reached out to iHeart because they may have it set up for us where people can communicate with the show via the talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. Which would basically be like leaving us voicemail. Correct. So that would be cool. The problem is I, I reached out to them and they go, hey, is this your page? And it's my Josh Ennis show blog, you know? I'm like, yeah, that's me. Well, well, we don't need any new info from you because you're already in with your podcast. And I'm like, well... Here's the thing. I have two podcasts. Again, One is the, the show name. podcast called The Josh Ennis Show. One is The Josh Ennis Show podcast podcast. So it's not necessarily tied to that one. This is actually an independent one that has nothing to do with the radio More show. More reasons why we should probably come up with a different name. Well, the name podcast. is The Unwoke Jamoke if we ever actually do it. But is it now? I mean, I thought you didn't want to like align yourself with one side. I'm not. I, I don't believe that being, I mean, I get where unwoke makes you seem like you're like a political show. Correct. But I just view it as like, you know, in general in life, like I'm not a woke individual. Am I? I mean, that's just reality. Right. So but if I'm, you were just trying to get people's attention, like if you wanted to get more listeners, I think now, cause you've talked about this with me too, is like at one point you were like gung ho on this, but now I feel like you don't want it to be so much political and you don't want, I want it to just, be whatever the hell's in the news right so, so it could be politics why, it could be kanye but which by the way which, but i'm why, still rooting for kanye to just beat the shit out of this uh, pete davidson yeah like apparently pete got like the kids names all tattooed on his neck kim and kanye's kids that's weird like, kanye is gonna you're get just, hit he's gonna have his moment where he beats the shit or he's gonna have someone do it for him like you know the guy's got mental issues you're not really helping the case and i and, and i also understand pete's him. point of view because if you're you know banging the dude's chick and the dude's going bad shit and calling you gay and saying you have aids and shit yep, like you don't sucks. want to be a pussy that just sits back and takes it but on the other hand you won you're fucking the dude's wife you're around his kids all the time do you really need to publicly talk shit to the guy and stoke the flames when he kills you you'll learn and he may he's fucking nuts friend so but i do think unwoke jamoke now kind of i don't know that kind of signals like a a a political podcast well now we're back to hey feel free to tweet a new name suggestion i mean do you agree with me like if you saw that wouldn't you think okay this is obviously some right wing shit yes and no um probably it would you would assume just a rando but honestly but but like i don't fall into a political party but a lot of my common sense viewpoints probably lean more towards what right-wing people believe than left-wing not about abortion for instance or gay shit or any of that but just the same type like the one side following the podcast. If we want a broader reach, a broader Josh audience, Ennis hates everyone. I think that's the best one. That's the name. That's the name of the show. Yes. Josh Ennis hates everyone. Everyone is stupid. Everyone sucks. We all can't. We all just get along. Everyone sucks. The podcast. Every, Josh Ennis thinks everyone sucks. Josh Ennis hates everyone. Josh Ennis wants to punch you in the dick. But yeah, it is confusing with the two, you know. So more than likely I'm changing the name. It's just, and my, maybe I'll wait to do that. I don't know if I can change the name on YouTube or if I'd have to start a new channel. The oh problem boy. is I've got like 2,000 followers on YouTube. Yeah, so. we're having kind of, it's, it's like a midlife crisis of this podcast right now. Kind of, which it's still obviously viable. And I mean, there's a lot of people that I like comment on my Facebook still don't know it's a thing. Right. So there's, I think there's room for growth and the download numbers are still very good. I just decided that we needed to get the fuck off of Twitch, mostly because I was pissed off at Twitch and I was pissed off that there are certain people that are getting all expenses paid trips all across the fucking place and I'd like to know why they're considered special and we're not so because I said fuck you, you Twitch. Okay, so I watched I'm not going to say his name but I watched like some of the content they did and 
I don't think you'd like to. I mean, they make you sit in like Twitch production meetings. They have very strict rules. It's got to be family friendly. From what I understand, Twitch goes in and looks at the comments and chats and sees which people are positive and who gets the most positivity and all this stuff like that. And that's how they pick these people. They want to represent them. So if they're reading our chat, which I have to allow words every other day, and yes, it's stupid, the words that are censored, I don't think we're a fit for well, then good. expanding on Twitch. Fuck them. I'm d- like, I got over 3,000 followers on there, and that's cool. But you know what? I got 2,000-something followers on YouTube. And I can build cens- that bad I mean, it's boy. not about censorship. People are like, well, YouTube's going to censor you, too. You know what? That'd be good for us if we got censored by YouTube. Think- we could bitch about it. I'm all about free speech. Let me say whatever the fuck I want. So many people just see, like, a Twitch link, and then they've got to sign up, or they, they don't want to make another account. Everybody's got YouTube. Everybody And even if you YouTube. don't have a YouTube account, you can log on to YouTube, and you hit Josh in a show, and boom, it's there. And there's some people who probably never even heard of Twitch, like, you know, that don't want to learn anything new, and that's fine. And like I said, I just don't think that the collaboration with Twitch is going to get where you want. And Don's not affiliated with the shit anymore either. And therefore, I feel like, so you again, know. back to the broader reach and trying to grow the audience, I think YouTube would be a better place for that. Correct. So I just got to figure out how to change the, uh, if I can change the name on my channel or anything like that. And then once that happens, boom. You see? So I'm just letting you guys in on it. That's why, like, some people have asked, hey, there's no videos. The chat does. See, some people didn't even know there was a place to find the podcast version. Right. They thought it was just Twitch. <laughs> like, they would just sit there and go, you know, hey, are you done doing the podcast now, bro? Like, no, I'm still here. It's um, it's just I'm doing just podcast now as we try to figure everything out. Yes, as we try to figure that out, we try to figure out a new name. That's why I said it's kind of like the, the midlife crisis of this podcast. It's a bit in shambles, but there will always be a podcast. Correct. I wouldn't even say it's in shambles. It's just in transition. Yes. We are transitioning. It is in transition. Our podcast is currently going by they, them. That is the pronouns <laughs> of this podcast. Yes. We are slowly transitioning. It doesn't know what it identifies as right I now. I see that, and I don't know if this is what's just trending for me or locally or not, but I see that Ryan Tannehill is trending. Yeah, that's locally. Uh, because Ryan Tannehill was speaking at a press conference today, and they asked him if he uh, was going to mentor Malik Willis, who obviously they brought in to be the future of the franchise. And he's like, bro, he's like, I don't think it's my job to mentor Malik Willis, but if he learns from me along the way, that's a great thing. You know who responds with, it's not my job to mentor someone? Not my job, bro. Someone who's scared shitless because they know that guy's coming to take their fucking job. Also, they might not want Tannehill to uh, mentor Malik Willis. They well, may want Malik Willis to be nothing like Ryan Tannehill on sure, the football field. But, like, like people who are confident don't say shit like that. Like, like I might, I've never been threatened by anybody in radio, right? Like, I might... Actually, I've never been now. I can see where I'm the guy that has threatened people, like, you know, the cuz or people like that. But there's a lot of people who could have been threatened by me that never were. What did Aaron Rodgers say when they drafted Jordan Love? I don't feel like he went up to the podium and said, hey, I don't think it's my job to mentor this guy. I think he was just like, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. So, but Tannehill's obviously not Aaron Rodgers because Tannehill sucks. I know, but that's what I'm saying is there are better ways and better quotes to handle these situations. And and he's not wrong. It's not his job to mentor someone. And this is probably the last year he's going to be in Nashville. But someone who's confident and believes in what they're doing would say, man, I'm all for it, man. It's a good young kid. They brought him in. They think he's the future. Let's go. Be nice to have him around. Good backup for me. Something like that. When I got to Houston, I was 22, 23, and I was doing the show with Mark and John. And uh, John had just gotten there, and Mark had been there a couple years doing a show. But, like, you know, their show wasn't doing much, and they didn't really have any guidance or whatever. When I got there and they hired a 22-year-old doof to come in there, they could have viewed me as super threatening. I started jumping into the conversation more than I should. 
but Mark and John were always awesome and always propped me up to people and always believed in me and always, they, they weren't threatened. They had a confidence about them that John still has. These guys have where they said, fuck it. And that's kind of like that rubbed off on me a little bit. Like my viewpoint is if they're bringing in someone to take my fucking gig, I probably suck at that gig. And fun fact, they've never, everywhere I've been, they never brought someone in to take my show. I got myself fired a couple times, but I've, they, like, they didn't bring in some new young buck that's going to come in and take over the Josh Ennis show. So I've never dealt with that. And maybe I will at some point in life. Maybe I won't. But if they're trying to take you out, that means two things. In every walk of life, you either make way too much fucking money, which applies to Ryan Tannehill, or you suck which applies to Ryan Tannehill, right? So like when I would deal with it, I've never felt that way. No matter where I've worked, I always felt, hey, I'm still moving up. I don't give a shit. Never threatened. Guys like Bootsy, right? Bootsy's my guy. I never felt threatened by Bootsy. Like, oh, one day he's going to take my gig or Gotta anything like that. that. That's Bootsy, Paul Gallant. Not, not-, not Lil Bootsy. Okay. That's Paul Gallant. And I, and I never felt like, like I've always tried to help him out. I never felt threatened by anybody because I felt if they're going to take my show, that means I sucked at it because they're going to take it from me. Like, I think Rich was threatened at one point, um, which I get. Uh, You know, some people get threatened by stuff. Older people tend to get threatened by stuff. And people who suck get threatened by stuff, right? And Tannehill falls into the people who suck category. And to say, like, oh, I don't think it's my job to mentor Malik Wills. No, it's not. But it is your job to be the leader. And, oh, by the way, homeboy didn't show up for the uh, the offseason workouts, which, okay, fine. But the reason he didn't show up is because his family was, like, renovating their house. Like, bro, show up for a couple of fucking practices and be a leader and say, oops, my fucking bad. I sucked in the playoffs. Let's go win this thing. Well, as you and said, take anytime. your fucking job. Instead of sitting there rolling over, you gave them good reason to draft a quarterback high because you stink at your gig, you cost too much money, and you don't seem like that great of a fucking leader. And he kind of disappeared at the end of the season. Like, no one saw or heard from him at all. And then didn't show up for the the, the, the workouts. And, you know, you're, you're a doof. I mean, anytime you drop the it's not my job, in any line of work, it's probably not a great look. Correct. It's like <laughs> Tank always say, I just work here. But he never said it's not my job. Right. I just work here. Uh, but, yeah, he's a dude. I would break down draft stuff for you. Honestly, I think from everything I've read, the Texans did well. You know, And I know some of the guys they drafted. But, like, I'm not a draft guy. I apologize. I wish I were more of a draft guy for you. The one thing that stood out to me about the draft is how long the fucking walk was from the green room to the stage. Like this long ass walk, I feel like it was way too complicated. So much so that the one dude went the wrong way and had to yes. sprint to get back to the stage. And you time. didn't really see most of the guys even make it to the stage because the draft picks were coming in so fast. They were already on to the next one, or there was a trade that was being made. Like you never really saw the guys shake the commissioner's hand for the most part. No, and I'm glad. I'm glad it moved along. It was actually kind of entertaining to watch this year. It was just kind of skedaddled along, but I um. But again, I'm not going to break down the guys they drafted. I hope they do well. Uh, anybody who breaks these down for four hours really has no fucking clue. They're just basing this on what? What they saw in college? Well, so we'll see. Uh, you, know, you know, you can look at it and say, hey, I think they hit home runs on some picks. Great. I, I can't do that for you. All so. I know is the Eagles are winning the Super Bowl because they got A.J. Brown. Let me trade. tell the Eagles fans that listen to this something. That dude is a mental midget. Sorry, mental little person. Mental Yes, little person. Okay. Also, he claimed that he was suicidal. I don't really can call him that. Uh, I well, I I can say okay, I can say this. He is someone who has. I think that he has rabbit ears. I think that he he he. he heard a lot of the negative stuff that came from people in Nashville. He's on social media way too much. Correct. And I think that if, if it was one thing to deal with it in Nashville, 
good luck in Philly. And all the Philly people love you now. You fuck up a couple times, you start getting rabbit ears and talking shit back to them and dealing with them. They're going to turn on you really quick, Chief. So, um, But it was funny because we went to the casino in Bethlehem. Yep. Which isn't the Sands anymore. It's called like the Wind The Wind Star. Something, Wind Star. Something like that. Nice sports book they just put in there. Yep. Very nice. It was. It was a great time. Um, But if you look at the kiosk, it's like popular and top bets. Yep. It was Eagles to win the Super Bowl. The uh, uh, Phillies to win the division. Phillies to win the pennant. And Eagles, Eagles to win the Super, Bowl. Super Bowl. So we know what people were betting on there. Uh, but, um, yeah, um, it's kind of like so he obviously had uh, issues when it came to the suicidal stuff. And I don't even talk about the suicide stuff about being a mental midget. I think the dude's constantly on social media, and a lot of these guys are, and they get rabbit ears and they want to go at people. Fine. Like today, Ryan Tannehill talked about how he has to go to, th- he went to therapy. Like, friend, I hate to tell you this, but if, if playing shitty football is going to send you to therapy, you will be in therapy a lot. So, like, I'm not judging people for going to therapy. I should probably be in therapy. My dad's gone to therapy. A lot of people go to therapy, and it's probably a solid strategy. You know, yeah, it, it, uh, sure. Andy has told me that for 20, uh, 20 years. I haven't known him that long. For the last decade that I've known him, go to therapy. It'll help. A lot of people do. There's no shame in going to therapy. But if playing shitty football sent you to therapy, then you are you might as well just get yourself a residence at the, at the therapist's office or have a live-in therapist because you play a lot of shitty football. And obviously, you got mental issues too with with um with aj brown i don't know what the hell is going to happen there but it feels like something and he's all hyped up to play with jalen hurts jalen hurts ain't going to get in the ball because jalen hurts can't throw is jalen hurts that much better of a quarterback than ryan Tannehill? not really he can just run a little bit so we'll see on that but uh anyway so i guess we'll get out of here uh we'll be back maybe tomorrow yeah, we can still got to get uh, wait, we got two more podcasts to get in this week. So, are you actually going to try to grill now? I am. I'm you gonna... haven't grilled for like two weeks because you've been afraid. I know. Well, we'll see if I've if I've regained the touch. Oh boy! All right, we'll see you guys later.